0: coastal at the boatyard restaurant located at 1515 southeast 17th street causeway in fort lauderdale here you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of south florida as you experience the boatyard's hooked table seafood eccentric menu with fresh catches listed by name of the fisherman who caught them the boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients sit inside in modern nautical themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's happy hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air.
1: Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Well, you can see it right now. We're live.
0: Well, you can kind of see us. He sees you guys. Why
1: well, you can't see us?
0: Well no, I can on live, just not you can't. don't see me.
1: <laughs> well, dude, you know. You'd have to you be can over see here. See my weird. voice. <laughs> dude, you know, people actually watch other people's Zoom calls.
0: Yeah, that's a thing.
1: I know. I can't believe it's a thing. It's a thing.
0: Yeah. Ever since this COVID thing happened, that's like the new thing. So you're oh, not you aren't even drinking that doers.
1: Yeah, he's
0: a water that's guy. class.
1: It is class, especially since I'm drinking the doers that that kid brought me. TJ. Yeah.
0: Do you know what's you know funny what about TJ? Having,
1: Huh?
0: You know what's funny about TJ? So TJ was – I've known TJ for probably close to 12 years now. And he went to St. Thomas like me, and he was in the class below me. Now, the class that he was in did not have a good reputation. He'll even tell you this too. His class did not have a good reputation at the school. Like nobody was a fan of his. I wasn't even a fan of that class. He was literally one of like five people – out of a class of almost 500 that I actually liked, even back <laughs> then he was a real guy.
1: Well, that's good. He seemed to like you. I brought you up when I talked to him,
0: so yeah, you obviously did.
1: You were cool with him. Obviously, you didn't piss him off or nothing.
0: Yeah, that's impressive, isn't it? It's pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the intro for the podcast and everything. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's do it.
1: And you know what you want to talk about, right?
0: I do know what I want to talk about.
1: Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good when you called me today. You were all fired up, get going on a new podcast.
0: I know. is it, it's a, it, I was going to say I could. I it's it's cool when I, when you can tell I'm I'm like really excited to like talk about something. I just feel like the podcast yeah. comes out so much better.
1: Well, everybody, this is Captain Jeff, and I got Shepherd Stephen Busaka on the other line. Steve, thanks for calling in. Thanks for doing a podcast.
0: Always, man. Always.
1: So what the hell are you so fired up about
0: today? So, all right. So here's the thing. Right. You know when Like you'll, 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 you'll give somebody a recommendation. Right. And literally like nine times out of 10, like they'll usually just kind of say, oh yeah, for sure. I'll check that out. You know, whatever it is. And nine times out of 10, they don't follow through. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the norm. And then you're right. kind of just like, well, I don't know why I recommended anything to you. So right. I got to give a shout out to um, to Sean Galvin. OK, so he reached out to me the other day um, on Instagram and he was saying about how um, he liked the podcast that you and I did. when we we're, you know, uh, drinking in protest that one
1: drinking and in I, protest.
0: Yes. So he was telling me he liked that podcast. And I don't know if you remember this, but. We were talking about some kind of an Irish beer, and I couldn't remember the name. And he actually said to me, "He goes, were you talking about Guinness?" And I was like, "Dude, that was the one," and I couldn't remember it on, on the time we were doing the podcast. So what well, is you called? Short, it a beer? What was you that? called it a beer?
1: Huh?
0: Or an ale or a yay. Ye- I dude, listen, don't don't get technical <laughs> with me when it comes to <laughs> well, a
1: Guinness is a stout. A stout. A stout. Yeah.
0: Oh my like it's gosh. not a pill or a regular
1: a... beer; it's a stout, so it's gonna stout. Why you stout.
0: make me? Why you gotta make me look bad now that I don't know my uh, alcoholic beverages?
1: I'm not making you look bad. I'm just trying to make you look better going forward into the
0: you're future. Trying to, you're trying to learn me something, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. <And> you do. <laughs> so,
0: you do realize I used to be a beer expert. I know you did,
1: and you were also I, a Scotch
0: expert too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was a Scott expert <laughs> through practice, and I was a beer expert through business. JC's Wide World of Beer. We had over 101 right. different beers back in 1994, which is a big deal.
0: Right next door to uh, Shooters Waterfront, right?
1: Right. All these freaking, you know, um, breweries and beer places. And now they all like think that's like original or something. It wasn't even original when I did it. There was places Lamont and I used to go to
0: to get all sorts of different beers. Was uh, Barnacle Bill's one of them?
1: Barnacle Bill's was one of them, but we used to get fifty cent drafts there.
0: That was the place where you said the bar stools were like, like literally, like if you fell off, you basically rolled right into like US one, basically, in Federal Highway.
1: <laughs> I mean, n- no joke. The bar stool from where you were sitting, drinking your fifty cent drafts, and this bartender, me and Gene used to serve us down there. And I mean, we were like sixteen years old, but you could sit there. At Barnacle Bills, and have fifty cent drafts, and literally ten feet behind you was US one, and cars were going by at thirty five miles an hour.
0: Jesus, did anybody? So ever if, you had one,
1: if you had one too many and you stumbled backwards, you'd end up right in US one. Jesus, how about that?
0: Was Barnacle Bills that was right next to Dirty Ernie's, right?
1: And that was about three or four, three or four blocks north of Dirty Ernie's. To, it know, was, I miss dirty um,
0: Ernie's, man. Have you I, been to I, Andy's? I, was, I have, have you been, been Andy's to Andy's that took over this? Years? Yeah. I have. Um listen, I'm just gonna be completely honest. I'm not really a big fan. Um my mom loves it. Wait. All
1: right.
0: You know, just it's it, it's okay. It's just I don't know. I've I haven't been in there. Thing.
1: I haven't been in there. I don't know what I'm going to feel like when I'm sitting down there eating at Andy's, knowing that I'm in the old Dirty Ernie's. Well, Dirty like That Ernie, might mess with me a little, like me a little
0: bit. It, yeah, like the first time I walked in there, I was kind of like, whoa, because I remember going to Dirty Ernie's like freaking when I was like 12 years old. And I would get those freaking conch fritters and their conch fritters were like the size of tennis balls.
1: Well, I didn't mean to sidetrack you. Continue. How'd you, why, tell me why you're all fired up. Tell me about the I'm guy. sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's what this is all about. So so I was talking <laughs> with Sean Galvin, you know, and I happened to ask him, I said, now, where are you located? And he happened to say he was up in Massachusetts. So, you know, I've got people up there in Massachusetts and, you know, I've I said to him, um, are you familiar with the cities of Hudson and or Clinton? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He said, Hudson, he goes to the Cabela. I go to the Cabela's right over there in uh, Hudson. So I said to him um, that I have a very close family friend. I mean, this guy literally was an uncle to me. He still is an uncle to me um, who has a restaurant up there. He's got like two or three locations called TC Lando's. All his own recipes. I mean, he's phenomenal. He specializes in uh, pizza and steak and cheese subs. And right. so I said to him, I said, listen, I said, if you ever get a chance, I said, you should go in there, ask for Tory Lando. I said, you tell him I sent you. Now, here's the kicker. I literally, Jeff, for the past almost seven years, right. I have been telling people that I've met from Massachusetts to do this. I keep saying, go in there, tell Tory Lando that I sent you. I said, he might hook <laughs> right. you up. Seven years, I have not gotten one person to follow through because people just don't follow through these days. They just
1: yes Sean you and then they Galvin. don't do it. What was that? They just yes you and then they don't
0: do it. And that's it. Dude, right. Sean Galvin, after I told him this, got in his car and drove to Hudson, which I, it wasn't, I mean, it's not that far of a drive from him, but drove right over there because he knew by the time he got there was going to be lunchtime walked in right. went up to the counter asked for Tori, and homeboy hooked him up with freaking sub and, and soda there you go i that's dude, real be guy your stuff. that's real guys i have literally been trying to get somebody to do this and follow through for seven years and Tori, See, pa- right i'm oh, sorry Tori even said to he's like man when is when are you gonna get somebody to come in and mention your name? And then finally after seven years, I got took, somebody to actually do it. Well,
1: that's see that's the power of the podcast.
0: Yeah. See when that's somebody, the so when somebody well,
1: the network, the podcast, but the guy is a podcast listener. He's into all the, you know, stuff and whatever. He was into drinking and protest. So you made that relationship with the dude, and then now he actually, you know followed through with something and now you guys got this little relationship
0: yeah man and and that was the cool thing about that though jeff too is that so like like the you know his his business and i said to sean i said sean you know if you can you know tell And he was he was blown away he thought the food was fantastic i said to him i said if you can you know please let other people know to go in there you know what i mean and obviously you know they're not all going to get free food they mentioned my name but like i i want you know because it's about right now the important thing, and you and I have talked about this, is supporting the small local businesses, which kind of leads into what we wanted to talk, what we were talking about earlier. What we really want to focus on talking about today.
1: Well, that's what you were all fired up about, right? Is yeah, um, because you were leaving support- the house and you basically wanted to do, you know, buy your stuff, but you were making it a point to go to
0: small business P- mom and pops. Yes, correct? I, dude, I like so yeah so. Like for example, I just I'm I'm in the same boat as you, where I'm I'm not a big fan of the big corporate places like Home Depot, uh, Walmart. I can't stand those places. I just I just don't like them. And right. I remember I th- it was last week I called you up and I said Jeff, I said well, is is there like a good mom and pop hardware store I can go to? Like I don't want to spend my money at Home Depot or any of right. these places. And you said, go to McDonald Hardware. I walked in there, dude. I'm not even joking. I went there three days in a row, actually, because I had a key. He's I wanted best, right? to get more stuff. It's phenomenal. Absolutely yeah, phenomenal. That's the best. Dude, that, customer service. Actually, what's that? Their customer service was fantastic. And they've right. got literally everything I need in there. And it's small. Right.
1: There's real hardware store right there.
0: That's a real hardware that's store.
1: McDonald's hardware on 84 mom and pop. Eh, I wouldn't exactly call it a mom and pop. They got such a good staff and guys been working there for so long. Everybody knows where everything is in there. And that's no. the beauty of the mom and pop. Did you listen to the podcast that I dropped yesterday about how fast I drove by dicks?
0: No, I told you for some reason, I never get the uh, notifications that when you upload anymore on the, um, on the app. So that would be a no,
1: camera. that'd be a no, <laughs> that'd be a no. Because just yesterday, I, I, I dropped the podcast on about how fast I drove by dicks. Instead of going into dicks, I went down to Real Deal. I went in there. I got everything that I needed. It was a pleasant experience. I didn't spend any more than I what I did this whole episode on dicks. And then I'm thinking about the mom and pop thing. And then the China stuff has been bugging me, right? Yeah. And But before I friggin' get totally crazy about the China stuff. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. The look. hats, no, the hats that I buy and then sell online, my lunker dog hats come straight out of China. Really? Now there's some freaking some freaking distribution company in Ohio gets them from China and then gets them to me, but they're straight out of China. And then I sell them to other people. So the Chinese get the money. This other company gets the money. Then I get the money all from the consumer and, um, same shit that I'm like starting to get weary of things I'm starting to think of, like with the tackle and the stuff being made, you know, in China and nothing's made in America anymore. In the meantime, I'm over here guilty. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find a hat company that's 100% made and distributed here in America. And then also my t-shirts, like I use Fort Lauderdale t-shirts to do my printing, but then they buy a guild and some other stuff. And I'm sure this crap is made over in China or someplace like that. You know what I mean?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like all these, all those big corporate companies, most of that shit comes from China, dude. And that's why, especially now I really, you and I have talked about this. It's so important that and not just like hardware stores, like dude, even supermarkets. I don't even like going to Publix. I go to freaking, I started going to Delaware Chicken Farm over there on freaking, um, it's right on the corner of Sterling. Uh, and I can't think of the road, the road that the hard rocks on. I can't think of what it's called. What's it called? Delaware Chicken Farm.
1: Delaware Chicken Farm. Want to hear kind of funny? It's what? <laughs> All right, so what? on Facebook, today, on Facebook today, right? Um, they're talking about uh, I forget, but they're talking about uh, uh, lost my train of thought here.
0: You were talking they're about talk- Delaware.
1: Well, on Facebook, they were talking about um, oh, millennials don't take don't use cash anymore. And there's places out there that won't accept cash right now because of the COVID, right? Because of
0: COVID. Yeah.
1: So Jamie Huff, who did the podcast a few weeks ago with us, he was just like, what the frig is the difference? Whether you take my cash and put it in your register or take my credit card, you handle the credit card, then you hand it back to me. And he was just floored that people wouldn't take cash. And he also noted that it was illegal not to take cash.
0: And I mean, you've got a great point. I mean, again, is. at least with the with the credit card, they're literally, I mean, you know, well, even stupid, if they don't. It's a,
1: it's a stupid thing because you're not saving anybody by the cash thing. But I went on to say that millennials don't even hardly use cash. They're swiping for everything. And
0: you then know, I went I'm on gonna, to say. I'll be honest. I'm guilty of that, too.
1: All you guys are. And then I went on to say that um, <laughs> cash is king, right? Yeah, And they agreed cash is king. And then I went as far to say that this coming year, that if my clients wanted to pay in gold and pure gold, they would have to pay. Well, I'd give them a 10% discount across the board on my trip. So on my five hour tarpon trip, a guy would give me approximately 10 grams of gold right now.
0: That's like, that's like what, what's his name? Ernie at dirty Ernie's. Remember how he used to barter? Remember, he well, people would give him, like, a, a goat, and he'd give them conk. Remember that?
1: Well, to, to get back to this Delaware chicken thing, like, two posts later, some other guy says, well, he says, I'm going to barter for chicken. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, it's kind of like gold.
0: It, it, dude, that's what people would People would come and bring the dude a goat, and then he'd give him conk. Or, they, or I remember... Uh, uh, Lamont was telling me to some people, they'd bring him like a, like a a tank of gasoline to fill up his truck. And in return, he'd give him conk. He'd make him (laughs) conk. You know, it's, it's bartering. Well, that's one way. But Jeff, even though it's called Delaware Chicken Farm, they got fresh produce. Like I'm talking like, like almost like a farmer's market of fruits and vegetables fresh daily they've got top of the line chicken ground beef steaks seafood you can get even get you can get gator tail there and i'm a sucker for gator tail
1: and how do you know where that stuff's coming from
0: where the gator
1: (laughs) no no no
0: oh no they have it dude look them up all of their stuff is like top of the line. All, but that's what you get when you go to mom and pop places. Look them up.
1: All right. So you're not even thinking about where they're getting their stuff from. You just want to give your money to the mom and pop place right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably the most simple way and the best way to do it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I just, what about I, those... I, I'm, really, I'm really passionate about that, honestly. of just like, we got to save these... Mom and Pop places, like as you know, how big of a supporter I am of Wings Plus. Every week, every week I'm ordering from there.
1: How pissed off would you have to be if there was no Wings Plus and like your only choice was like Applebee's or dude,
0: don't, don't, what? please don't, please don't. <laughs>
1: well, you'd be pissed, I'm right? Watching.
0: I would fly through this, dude. Literally, Wings Plus has ruined chicken wings for me basically anywhere else (laughs) like i used to actually think that flanagan's had the best wings and now i think about that and i'm just like what the hell was i thinking
1: well as you get older right you learn to appreciate wing better a little bit more than when you're younger like when you're younger at least at least with my crowd it was about first it was about inexpensive wings like there was places around town where you could get 10 cent wings yeah you know? so you go there and you need, you need like 40 of them <laughs> yeah you know i mean oh, but God. now that i'm now that i'm 50 you know i mean like i got no problem taking a 20 minute car ride to get a decent wing
0: hell yeah dude i i would even go for me it's like a 30 minute ride I don't care. And that's funny. My dad's always like, you seriously drive that far to go get freaking chicken wings? And I'm like, yes.
1: So your dad's not a real wing guy?
0: He is. But he's just like, you're seriously going to drive that far? And I'm like, dude, one of these days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick you up some wings and you're going to see.
1: Tell everybody about the GoFundMe story you were telling me earlier.
0: Oh, the uh, good karma? Yeah. You were impressed by that story, too. So it was a good story. I was so basically just to kind of give you guys kind of the short version of it. So I used to I had a when I was in college, I had a class with this guy. um, And, you know, I come to find out he he was a very social guy and come to find out he actually knew a lot of people that I was friends with. Um, I wasn't super tight with the guy, but anytime I spoke with this guy, I mean, he was just the nicest freaking dude. Just he was one of those people everybody loved and you couldn't help but love him. Long story short, I was telling Jeff that I was scrolling through Facebook um, yesterday, and it, he did not start this for himself. Somebody started a GoFundMe for him because he actually uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And I was I like I said I haven't and I haven't seen or spoken to this kid since that class in college, which had to have been at least seven years ago. And most of the time I scroll, I kind of scroll by those things, but I just, again, he was such a nice guy and with everything going on, I I really just felt compelled to donate. So I did. And it wasn't anything crazy. I donated, I think it was like 30 or 35 bucks. And I am currently on a pandemic leave right now from work where we're getting paid 70%. um, And it was set to end on Friday. And then quite frankly, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. And so basically what I'm trying to get at is I wasn't necessarily in a financial position right now to even be donating money like that, but I just felt like it was the right thing to do. All right. Right. And I was telling Jeff that yesterday afternoon. So this was a few hours later, yesterday afternoon, my boss called me and she goes, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? She goes, pandemic leave. Just got extended another six weeks which is literally, they didn't think it was even going to get extended at all. And they made a decision that it was going to get extended under six weeks. And I told Jeff, I really, because I'm a big believer in karma, both bad, but also good. And I told Jeff, I just said that I really felt like that was a good karma. And I didn't do that because I was expecting anything out of it. But I just really felt like that was good karma coming back towards me. Which I I just, I was like, wow.
1: (laughs) So you're a believer in karma.
0: I am. Like I said, bad and good. A lot of people just think of the bad, but I'm also a believer in good karma. And to me, that's proof.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, it's one thing, you know, just to like, you know, give money to a charity or whatever. But it's another thing to give money to somebody that you actually had a relationship with. Yeah. And for what you were telling me, this guy could not be the more friendly person.
0: He, he to, I tell you, he was one of those guys that everybody loved. And like I said, he, he was so loved and respected, he did not set up a GoFundMe for himself. Other people set it up for him. Jeff, right. he already had almost $2,000 people donated.
1: That's cool. I hope you know, I hope the guy gets along and everything. But that just goes to show you, you know. Um, kind of like the real guys helping real guys. Like if you're good to people and you're consistently outgoing and try to make everybody else's day better, even though some really unfortunate things can happen to you, it usually pays off in one form, fashion, or the other. So I hope that couple grand grows and I hope that the guy gets whatever he's going to need.
0: Well, yeah. And you, yeah, you bring up a good point too, where it's like, you know, listen, we're going to have our downs, but to me, the important thing is, don't let your moral compass get off track you know what i mean because that's when i really believe that like that you're gonna have your downs but if you if you stay true to yourself and you do the right thing good things will eventually happen
1: yeah 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 you gotta have faith you gotta have faith
0: you gotta have faith agreed
1: all right so since you're on the mom and pop thing right yeah. and you're trying to help the mom and pops out
0: yeah
1: and everybody's on the lookout now like all of a sudden they're starting to pay pay attention to the stuff that they use and they buy and where it's being manufactured i reached out to a guy that participated in LunkerCon maybe three times who actually started spool tech lure and the whole idea and everything
0: oh dave justice
1: no not uh not just dave i reached out to dave also i want to get him on not only to talk about that, but also to talk about the, uh, some snook stuff. But there was a financial backer behind him, and his name was Chris. Really nice dude. And, um, you know, when, when Spool Tech first, you know, tried to get going, you know, we were trying to help promote them. And they came to LonkerCon, and, you know, we were just glad because the the lure was supposed to be made here in America. And Dave Justice is one of the designers. He's an all-time Snook legend and pro. Oh yeah. So we were like, out of all the products that you know we would, you know, basically endorse, um, we endorsed Bull Tech and we let them come to uh, LunkerCon as they were getting off the uh, off the ground. Yeah. And, and then they spent a crazy amount of money building that brand and building the the lure. And he had a lot of experience because he wanted to build the thing here in the United States, but it just wouldn't take off business would not allow. He could not compete in the market. He could, could not compete in the best pro shops of the world's make him, make him here in the United States. So anyway, I talked to him and um, next week on Wednesday um, he's going to come over to the studio and sit down with us and um, give us the real skinny on the whole China thing
0: and I'd how it interested works to hear that. Yeah. The um did you ever have you have did you ever um try catching any snook on the spooltecs?
1: Yeah. I actually did some video with Dave Justice um where we went out on my boat yeah, and right. caught a few caught a few snooks and put it up on YouTube. I
0: remember that I forgot I almost forgot about that video. Shoot.
1: And then um no, I caught quite a few nice snooks with the spool tech. I mean I don't use them that 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 much because I'm working all the time. I don't let my clients use them. Yeah. You know, which was always my big thing with the Spool Tech, um, was you know, it was a twenty dollar lure. So if I let my clients use them,
0: if they, if they, they went it.
1: through <laughs> right, they're going to go through three or four or five a night, and you're already you know, bucks, <laughs> right? And you know, you know tell, oh yeah, that's twenty bucks a pop. You know, they kind of look at you funny or whatever. So we stick to the ch- to the mullet, you know.
0: Yeah, I um, and then I, and then I actually bought a Spool Tech years ago. I bought one of the smaller ones, and um. I thought the concept behind it was really cool, especially the um, the whole leader, the um, the wind up leader, and it being made of like steel, you know, harder for the snook to freaking fray through. So, honestly, though, I was kind of surprised because I only ever—I mean, i will i be honest, I didn't fish the hell out of it like I should have. But I want to say I caught maybe two snook on it.
1: Now they're damn good lures. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have gone with the small one. But, well, yeah, you know, and that,
0: that was what people were saying. Is they were like, you, you probably not not the big, big one, but they have they had like an in between. Um, yeah, that they said supposedly well, the best one.
1: That's everybody's biggest mistake. They all go for the smaller bait or the smaller lure, and nine out of ten times that'll screw you more than it'll help you.
0: Well, I mean, it's like you always said. Is I mean, you know, big fish go for big baits.
1: I don't really say that. I say the chicken and the mall got the same gizzard all the time. You but I don't really
0: say, say... You used to say the other thing too.
1: <laughs> so, you, do, do I seem like I'm in like a good mood today?
0: You do actually. You know, it was funny. You call when I called you. You answered the phone. Like sometimes you answer the phone. You're kind of like, "What up?" But today you were like, "Yo," and I was well
1: like, today. Shit. To, today is a day to celebrate.
0: Dude, I want to celebrate.
1: Yeah, it was bulk trash today.
0: Dude, it's for it's Saturday for us.
1: And in downtown Fort Lauderdale, I mean, you 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 celebrate bulk trash.
0: Dude, I saw your post today and I started laughing because literally we get so excited like when bulk trash <laughs> comes. It's so true though. Like we know what day it is. We're like, oh boy, bulk trash. It's a big deal.
1: It is a big deal. The day before yesterday, I went over to uh, Dennis Real's studio. Yes. Connected by Waters is the name of his podcast. And we bullshitted for almost two hours. And um, they dropped the podcast, I think, yesterday. And um, in that podcast, I was telling Dennis about, you know, big day down here in Victoria Park is bulk trash. Because basically that's all we get for our tax dollars here our property taxes? Like school sucks. Like, I can't send the kid to school. Really, they don't do anything for you. Your sew- your sewage and utilities and water and all that, that's on a totally different bill. So what you're actually paying for is bulk trash. That's pretty much all you get. Yeah. So when bulk trash comes and they come and they pick up all your crap, you better enjoy it. You yeah, know mean?
0: Yeah, you know what the sad thing though about bulk trash and this literally happens to me every single time is yeah. you know I've got all those I got the, a lot of those royal palms in my backyard and my front yard. And in the front yard I got like those freaking like like 40 footers. <laughs> and so those palm fronds they fall and they're so big and bulky that it's a pain like you know it's a pain to try to cut them and, and tr- attempt to stuff them in your trash can. So bulk trash is like basically the key when those things fall. And dude, I swear it never fails. Every time bulk trash comes, the very next day, like two of them will freaking drop. And I'm just like, dude, really? Like it couldn't have happened freaking the day before bulk trash.
1: You should try to. um, You should try to come over here next week when that guy comes over from Spool Tech.
0: Yeah. I should actually. I, I can go pick us up some wings. <laughs> Do you got it? What is your 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 uncle and your cousin actually were fans of the wings too?
1: Everybody's fans of wings, plus, dude. dude. It's just the good wings are universal. Dude, next time,
0: next time Ernst come, the Ernst brothers come down, we should take them over there. I bet you they would like it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they'd like it. It's a real guy place.
0: Hell yeah. Dude, have you tried the, their um have you tried their um their cheesesteak, their steak and cheese subs?
1: Edwings Plus? Yeah. No.
0: Dude, I everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I'm a firm believer that it's very hard to find a good steak and cheese sub. Like a lot of times I'll try one and there's just not that much flavor. Dude, theirs is phenomenal.
1: You want to talk about flavor for a second?
0: Let's talk about flavor.
1: Dude, Fire and Kettle. That's our new sponsor. Do you know Fire and Kettle?
0: Fire and
1: Kettle. Fire and Kettle. It's it's kind of like a health food company. They make bone broth. And they're promoting a healthy gut, healthier skin.
0: i got to look this place up.
1: And a better way of life. They got keto soups. They got traditional classic soups. And they got bone broth. And um, it's called Kettle and Fire. Okay. Kettle... Dude, people are really into like, like you. They're like into where they're buying stuff and what they're eating, and it's like supernatural and like really healthy. Supernatural. And it's American. Supernatural it's American and all that.
0: Supernatural huh? is like, like ghosts and shit. You mean like natural?
1: Natural, like natural ingredients. Yeah, like no, supernatural not, is not... like
0: ghosts. <laughs> Frank.
1: <laughs> And if they use if they use the promo code Waypoint, they get fifteen percent off of Kettle and Fire products. So anybody out there that's into White healthier broth. food, <laughs> that are in, it's into the right into the the bone broths, the Cato soups and classic soups, a healthier way for you guys to eat is to order from Kettle and Fire and mention the promo code Waypoint, and you guys get fifteen percent off.
0: That's a pretty good deal, I think, especially right now. Any kind of discount's awesome.
1: Dude, people are actually ordering a shitload of food, um, and it's delivered to their house all different ways, from FedEx to regular mail to guy dropping it off, Amazon.
0: Yes. the I, I stopped doing that, though, because it's, again, I'm trying to support the mom and pops. And I'm, and
1: well, now you have somebody that will bring something to your house, kettle and fire.
0: Dude. And if you
1: mention Waypoint, you get 15% off.
0: That's pretty cool dude i I'm gonna have to do some research on this company
1: I, I think everybody should especially if you're into eating healthier and you want a healthier gut yes you know, yeah that could go both that could go both ways the healthy gut argument <laughs> what do you mean well some people might think a healthier gut is like somebody with like a pretty decent beer belly you know like that's that's a healthy gut, kind of like
0: and a healthy woman that sports their beer belly
1: well like some people like will call like a big-boned woman a healthy woman, yeah, or like or like a big guy will get out of a truck and you'll say, "Well, he's not missing any meals <laughs> so like so like a healthy gut could mean you know that you got a nice, big, fat gut, or a healthy gut could mean that you eat food so you don't have that, so you could go both ways.
0: I see what you're saying, "Oh uh, yeah, that could be one way to look at it." You know, it's funny, Jeff, I, um, I've been doing a lot because, you know, now I've got the time, you know, I've been doing, um, a lot of research online. You know what I mean? And as I,
1: opposed to what, going to the library? Of course well, you're doing research. online. Well,
0: yeah, as well, no, As opposed <laughs> to like working all day. I mean, I've been working out in the yard almost every day, which dude, I got to send you.
1: So you're doing, you're doing research as an alternative activity to work.
0: Well, yeah, basically, I mean, but I got to tell you, though, dude, I freaking, I, I pressure cleaned um the back porch today. Dude, you should see how nice it came. I got to send you a picture, man. It's like night and day. I was, like, proud of that, too. I get real proud with that shit. Um, Anyways, so.
1: so I, you're weird dude, man.
0: What?
1: <laughs> you're a weird guy.
0: I know. I'm Sicilian. What do you expect? Um,
1: well, I'm Sicilian, too, but I'm not bragging about freaking pressure washing.
0: Well, dude, dude, I got the neighbor. That's actually. not the first.
1: And that's not the first time that you've bragged about pressure washing to well, me.
0: No, I'm not bragging about it. I just, you know, I get, I get a little bit passionate about it.
1: You're passionate about your pressure washing?
0: Yeah. You know who else was... You know, that, might
1: be, that might be a guinea thing. Like, that might be a guinea thing. Because my, my old man, he was like into cleaning stuff. And like his boat, his office, his shop. I mean, it was like picture perfect yeah. all the time. I'm not sure i I'm not sure how I'm his son, but I am
0: I know right good thing well, you got the cleaning lady right
1: well that's for the that's for the wife
0: oh well no it it still kind of encompasses you too
1: like the cleaning lady makes the wife happy, so that's all that matters well, you
0: know the old saying happy wife happy happy life
1: you're so original
0: dude i I mean isn't it all about original style? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, actually, you know who else was proud of their pressure washing was uh, Marcy. Was she proud of her pressure washing? She did. I want to say it was a week or so ago. She had posted um uh, her walkway. She pressure washed her walkway, dude. I'm I'm sorry, but when when you pressure clean, especially when you do it yourself and you see like the night and day difference of how clean it looks, I don't know, dude. I'm I, I could I just. I was happy to see that Marcy was actually like on my level about of, of like being proud of sporting no, her. That's not, that's
1: that's in your guys' DNA. Certain people are just made up that way. I think like the psych the psych the, psych, the psychiatrists call you guys anal.
0: Um, yeah, anal OCD. or or OCD, OCD, something like that. But I just.
1: Yeah, I just think you guys are totally nuts. But hey, you're into what you're into. Yeah. So it's
0: it's all good. Well, it's good though because I've got neighbors that are actually willing to pay me to pressure clean their stuff. And dude, I mean, listen, right now, I mean, any kind of money you can get, extra income, why not? See,
1: now that's that's way more Sicilian. (laughs) That's way more Sicilian. Like (laughs) worrying about the Almighty Dollar. worrying about the almighty dollar and that actually motivating you and getting you in a good mood. That's very Sicilian.
0: Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd rather probably be on the flats than pressure washing, but I mean, shoot, if I can make a couple extra bucks, I mean, dude, that's gas in the tank.
1: Weren't you the one that was going to reach out to Pavaramo and get him on the podcast. So you could tell him you were more Sicilian than he is.
0: Dude. Oh my gosh. We haven't talked about that in like a year. I almost forgot about that. Whatever. Wait, are, we, are you going to reach out to the guy or what? I mean, is he going to remember who I am? He, you know, he remembers me as the guy from the, from the picture. <laughs> That's always how yeah. he remembers me.
1: I mean, I'll call him if you need me to, but I think you should just call him up and be like, Hey, George, you remember me? I was with Captain Jeff I at call the, me like, the hey, meeting. And you know, we kind of were going back and forth about who was more Italian and who was more Sicilian and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think he'd be fine. He would yeah. he, he remember you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, mean, I got him on Instagram, so I could probably just DM him on there. Yeah, <laughs> DM Hey, or I could ask uh, Mike Lambrix and see if he'll give me his number. <laughs> I don't think he'll give
1: Do it I got his number. That's not the point. What's the point? My brother, like, is like, friendly with the dude. He like, like, hangs out with him and shit. But- I thought he was. Right, so I mean that's not the, the whole thing. Was that you were going to reach out to him
0: to tell yeah. him. you know what's funny? I remember the last time we saw him when we took the picture together. I asked him. I was like George. I said, "What part of Italy is your family from, dude? I need to do like a like a like a reference check on this place because I don't even know if this was a place that if, if this place was even real. I'd never heard of this, and, I, and it, it was so." Like I never heard of it. That I don't even now. I don't even remember what it's called. But I literally was like, "What I, is that even real?" So you, I don't know.
1: So you're going as far as to call George not even Italian.
0: I don't know. I mean, that was dude. That was like a hot topic for you and I for a while. Remember, it was is pa- you think really think Pavarotti was Italian? <laughs> remember we said to Taylor DeFusco like that was the first thing. Remember we said to him, we were like Taylor um. Just to start off, you think Pavaromo was really Italian, and he was just like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> Poor DeFusco. He, he wasn't even like 100% he was all Italian.
0: He wasn't. He was even like, I don't know, man. Yeah,
1: what the hell I am. But with a name like DeFusco, he could play it off if he wanted to.
0: Oh, no, no, no. DeFusco even said, no, he's he's Italian. He's Sicilian, too. <laughs> but you're thinking, we-
1: thinking Pavaromo was not even at all Italian?
0: No, I think he's Italian. I definitely think he is. He's got like those um
1: you better, you let, ever me heard... him. You better let me call
0: him. I'll let you call. Him. Have you heard the expression Mickey blue eyes? Yeah. That's like Pavaramo. He's got like <laughs> he's got like Mickey blue eyes.
1: So how many people do you think freaking walk up to George and think that
0: he's like he's a not Mickey? A
1: Like they're not walking up to George thinking that like you know he's the Fonz or something. (laughs) The Fonz. Hey. Why do I assume he's Italian? Because the Fonz, Henry Winkler, he was a Jew.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's not the first time a Jew's played an Italian, though. I mean, look at The Godfather. Remember uh, James Caan? Right. Played Sonny. He was Jewish. I mean, there's a lot of Jewish that have done a really actually have done really good jobs at portraying Italians. So are, is that what you're kind of hinting at? Is that maybe George is is Jewish and acting Don't Italian?
1: Don't put words in my
0: mouth. Well, no, I'm just saying. Is that what you're in? Like, is that Don't what you think? That... No, I'm not putting words oh, in your mouth. I'm just saying, like, but listen, maybe, maybe he's maybe he's something else, and he's just trying to be Italian. But this is the problem. You and I have talked about this before. Like, be it, 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 it used to be cool to be Italian, like back in the day it's not really that cool to be Italian anymore. It's not. You know what I mean? But maybe George is still trying to hold on to that.
1: Well, I mean, you got true Italian pride.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, any nationality that you are, you're going to have your your pride. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I just think that the Italians were able to sport their ethnic pride a little bit more back in the day because, you know, there was a lot of, big movies you know were focused on italians the godfather saturday night fever um goodfellas all those movies well
1: i'll call george because i'm afraid you might offend the poor guy
0: that's fair enough Yeah, that's fair enough
1: i, I can dig that like I don't, I don't want him to like you know get defensive
0: no. <laughs> I I you know it's funny George is like one of those guys. I can't picture him in a bad mood. And and that's and I don't that actually kind of mean that in in a, in a good way too. Like he's one of those guys that it's just I feel like he's always happy, he's always smiling like I just but then again, I feel like those are the guys that you really got to watch out for when they do get mad. They're
1: <laughs> yeah, like a real facility
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like freaking will throw something at you. You know what I mean, or come after you know that. I think that was more of like a. I think that might have been a Cuban thing, the throwing the shoe, but like the 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 Italian thing was the wooden spoon. Remember the wooden spoon.
1: Yeah, my mom. Did you ever get the wooden spoon? My mom was from South Georgia, and we break out the wooden wooden spoon. So I don't know if that's really your
0: your dad. Your dad conditioned her then.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not sure that was an Italian thing or not. I think that might have been universal
0: maybe i just remember my dad was saying that when they were growing up that my um my grandma every sunday and and this was like a typical italian thing that she would have her big pot of sauce and she'd just be stirring it for like freaking it was like a six hour process and he said that when they did something wrong she would take the wooden spoon out and hit them and it would hurt one because the, the the spoon but then the piping hot sauce was still on it when she would hit him nice. so then it used to hurt like double that
1: nice nice
0: but but anyway dude so no going back to you know all the stuff research that i've been doing online dude so i've actually i've been i've I've been really interested you know in the you know these past few months um in the bonefish and tarpon trust do you know anything do you, like have you have you like followed with have you followed them at all or
1: not really, not really. i haven't been in like a big tarp tarpon
0: trust dude i'll be honest with you i've i had heard about them a few months ago and you know I, i i went and followed them on social media but i didn't really do a lot of like thorough research and you know now i've got the time so i actually went on their website and i really started looking around and seeing some of the stuff that they've been doing and i gotta tell you i was actually really impressed like these guys are actually like seem to be Legit passionate about the flats, and actually really? protecting the bonefish, tarpon, and the permit. And like, dude, they actually have Jeff videos of how to safely handle bonefish and tarpon. Like, they 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 go into detail about freaking like. We got to do everything we can, and we want to teach people how to make sure that we can actually preserve the fisheries. And a lot of it comes down with tarpon and bonefish—is how you handle them. Right. They've got all kinds of. It was. It's. It's actually. It's. It's pretty cool. Like these people are actually have passion, right? And let me tell you, they're they're doing a lot of similar work that the captains for clean water are doing um, right now, especially with Project Permit. Have you heard about that?
1: I only saw the thing that Benny would did on on live on Facebook or something, Instagram, but the recording was horrible. So it was hard to get.
0: Really- yeah. Well, I actually, I decided to read about it. And basically the, the, the long, the short version of it is that, um, you know, the permit, there's that area down by the dry Tortugas, um, in Key West where the permits spawn. And they were saying that during spawning season, everybody goes out there and they start whacking them, um, but what happens is is that during the mating season, they're more susceptible right. to um, shark attacks from the way people are handling them, because they're in basically in their mating mode. And what they're doing is they're actually trying to push for um, permit to, that you basically can't fish for them during a certain point during a certain period of time. Right. So that way we can see more permit. Right. And they're actually doing a lot of good work you know in like you know trying to help protect certain areas in the bahamas that are big bonefish um hatcheries and stuff. it's just i was really impressed with them i i really actually i i would compare them to the captains for clean water i was really i actually want to sign up and become a member
1: you want to give them money
0: i actually i this is a this is an organization now like i said i'm still doing my research but i I actually am getting to a point where I feel like I would actually be willing to give these folks money.
1: All right. I'm going to give somebody money. Might as well be somebody that has bonefish and tarpon in the same sentence.
0: Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I actually, like I said, I really wanted to do my research because, you know, you and I have talked about all these, you know, organizations and stuff like that, that, you know, they pat themselves on the back every year. And, um, you 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 know you know the rest. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're thinking you can really get behind tarp and bonefish trust. The um well, the cool thing about it is is you know they're right there on key Biscayne. game. So you go down there and you can see your money at work, maybe.
0: Well yeah, and they do a lot of work. Uh Carl actually I believe has done work with them too. You know, they tag um they did that whole tagging for all the bone fish in the um permit to learn about you know their spawning and where they're going and stuff like that. So they, they actually do a lot of work too. And I, and I was actually bummed. I found out that they actually, because they do seminars and stuff like that. I had missed they had one right before we went into quarantine. I was actually bummed. I would have liked to have actually gone to sit and hear them actually like talk.
1: Very good. Very good. Well, listen, you do the research on Bonefish Tarpon Trust. Next time they talk, I'll roll down there with you. We'll listen to what they got to say and yeah. then we'll have a podcast about it.
0: Yeah, Definitely. So All right. dude, you you believe we've been talking for almost an hour
1: yeah well you talk a lot
0: uh, well you do too which is and I don't mean that in a bad way either we, we both talk a lot
1: well that's maybe that's a good thing since we're doing podcasts
0: yeah you think it's a Sicilian thing no
1: there's a lot of Sicilians that don't say two words
0: really yeah those are the ones you can trust have you ever have you ever heard that joke where it's like what do you call an it, Italian with a one arm. What? A speech impediment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have heard that one before. I
0: actually thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Hey, thanks for checking in tonight. I'm sure everybody, yeah, man. everybody's going to be like pretty fired up about all your karma and the people you're helping and the mom and pops, the, the guineas. and um, And I'll talk to George. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell George to get on the podcast. I'm not even going to mention you.
0: Yeah. No, we <laughs> should surprise him.
1: No, then after he says yes, then I'll mention you.
0: Oh, you don't want to, like, surprise him and, like, all of a sudden I'm there?
1: That's not really a surprise. It was more like, you
0: know. Well, yeah, because a like, surprise is, like, he'd be excited about it. He's not. Correct. He's probably not going to remember me at first. Again, we're going to have to be, like, remember me from the picture?
1: Well, I just, you know. I'm going for I'm going for percentages of for, for a win here.
0: <laughs> Fair
1: enough. All, talk, all right,
0: I'll, man. Thanks for having me on here, brother.
1: All right, we'll talk to you this week and um, hang in hang in there. This is a podcast for real guys, by real guys. That's the Shepherd, Stephen Busaka. I'm Captain Jeff. You guys just listened to fifty minutes of me and Bustock. It kinda of pretty much is bullshit. But um it a good night and uh, run that
0: dog. Run that dog.